0: Hey guys, this is Locked on Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this podcast. This is a special edition. We already did a a regular edition of the show earlier today, but Dave Rose announcing his retirement today in Provo at a press conference at the Marriott Center. So I wanted to sit down, talk about some of my thoughts, some of the things I know, and also reflect on the career of Dave Rose. So special edition for you guys. You'll hear from Coach Rose, some of his comments from his press conference today, as well as his wife. We'll get to some of those in the podcast as well but I wanted to take a minute and talk about Dave Rose's career some of my thoughts some of the legacy I think that he leaves after 14 years as BYU's head coach so a lot to get to and let's get going this is a special edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast. Alright, as I stated, I'm Jay Catch. I'm your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And this is kind of a, a tough day for me. I really uh, respect Dave Rose. I've grown up watching him coach. Also, have covered him from going on a decade at this point in my media career and Today, he announced his retirement after 14 years as the head coach of BYU, 22 years overall, spending eight years as an assistant to former BYU head coach Steve Cleveland. He leaves a rich legacy. I, I, I don't know that I can do him much justice by explaining what he's done at BYU with 348 and 137 overall, 137 wins, excuse me, 348 wins, 137 losses in his tenure at BYU, and honestly, uh, BYU basketball is in a much better spot today because of Dave Rose than when he showed up at BYU. If you remember back, and those of you that may be younger don't remember this, but I remember it vividly, BYU in 1995 to 1996 won a grand total of one game. That was a win over Utah State. I actually attended that game, and man, BYU was bottom of the barrel. They hired an unknown junior college coach in Steve Cleveland in hopes of resurrecting the program. He brought on a fellow JUCO coach in Dave Rose, who had been working at Dixie State at the time. They both came to BYU, and they put in a human's effort to lift BYU to the heights that they did. They got BYU back to three NCAA tournaments during Cleveland's tenure as head coach, uh, two NIT bursts during that time, won the conference they played in twice, just a truly, truly magnific- magnificent job. Uh, Steve Cleveland ultimately decided to move on. He went on to be the head coach at Fresno State. He's now a regular guest on DJ and PK in the morning. If you're listening to this podcast, I would tune in tomorrow morning. Cleveland will be on with David and Patrick, and excited to hear some of his thoughts on his former assistant. Reflect on the career that Dave Rose has had. I, I, I honestly don't know what i can do to really honor dave rose more than to say it was great to cover him plain and simple he was very fair with the media nothing was off base with him he was never offended by a question etc and i really feel like he had more in the tank plain and simple so uh, Dave Rose, eight tournament trips, NCAA tournament trips in his tenure, five NIT bids as well. Never won less than 20 games until this past year, winning 19 games with a 19-13 record in 2018-19. And he leaves 23 wins short of the legendary Stan Watts' career record for wins in a B- as a BYU head coach. And... <laughs> I wanted to see him stay on for at least one more year. He had two years remaining on his deal with BYU. And I can report, and I think this has been reported by Jay Drew and others that he had buyout negotiations with the BYU administration over the past week, talking with uh, Tom Homo and other BYU administrators saying, Hey, I've got two years left. They're saying, well, what will it take for you to decide you're done. I'm sure he gave them a dollar figure and it went back and forth. And Dave Rose announces today that he's retiring, but I don't feel like this was a decision that he came ultimately to on his own. Like he didn't go to BYU administration and say, yeah, I think I'm done, but I've got these two years on my contract. I want out. I feel like the BYU administration put him under the gun a little bit and he decided, okay, I'll walk away and I'll, I'll, I'll put on a good face and I'll, I'll, I'll do all these things. But I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I do know that BYU administrators uh, felt like a change was needed. Obviously, with this announcement that Dave Rose is moving on, they're making a move, and I just I think that Dave Rose left with more in the gas tank. I know he said that in his comments, and you'll hear them coming up here in the next segment. That he was moving on due to him feeling in his coaching soul that he there was time. I appreciate Dave Rose doing that. I appreciate him getting up there and putting on a good face for BYU, but you can't convince me for a second that Dave Rose is stepping aside of his own volition. Plain and simple. You guys feel free to, to tell me I'm wrong, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. I don't think he stepped, stepped aside because uh, he was done. I think he still had gas in the tank. I think he wanted to get BYU back to being an NCAA tournament caliber team. Like I said, he did it eight times in his head coaching tenure, three times before that as an assistant coach. Over 22 years as a coach at BYU, starting with a team that went 1-25. in He went to the NCAA tournament every other year. It's 11 times in a 22-year career. Truly a magnificent showing. Seven other times they went to the NIT. Dave Rose is a legend. He's the best coach in BYU basketball history. You can't argue with with, with me about that. I, I know that I have recency bias. Stan Watts has the all-time wins record. You have guys like Liddell Anderson, uh, Roger Reed for a time. Even Steve Cleveland deserves some plaudits as one of the great coaches in BYU basketball history for what he did to resurrect the program. I know it didn't necessarily end great for Steve Cleveland having a losing season before he departed, but plain and simple, Dave Rose, all-time legend, and he deserves our utmost respect. And like I said, I don't think he's stepping aside willingly, plain and simple. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk about uh, candidates to replace Dave Rose, and we'll get to those here in the third segment of this special edition of the podcast. But I really, really want to pass along, and this is just my personal tribute to Dave Rose for being a stand-up coach. Plain and simple. He did things the right way. Uh, he went through that cancer scare 10 years ago. You'll hear him make the comments here in a little bit. I also did a write-up for 1280thezone.com and the Zone Sports Network, in which he said doctors have told him he's been playing with house money for 10 years. Uh, pancreatic cancer, normally the death sentence. Plain and simple. He got lucky to get the form that doesn't necessarily kill a person. <laughs> and Man, I don't know. I don't mean to sound too sappy and too dramatic about all this, but I really feel like Dave Rose deserves the utmost respect, and I don't necessarily think that he's getting the due that he deserves. I feel like BYU fans have been a little bit jaded by some lackluster results over the last couple of years, and they have decided that a change is needed, but there's plenty of fans that don't think a change is needed, that they wanted to see Dave Rose carry on. Count me among those. I wanted to see Dave Rose carry on. I felt like he deserved to play out his contract or coach the rest of the time he had the two years remaining. They gave him that contract extension in the beginning of the season uh, through the 2021 season. So he had two years remaining. I really wanted to see what he could do. I felt like Dave Rose... Is leaving with gas and left in the tank, plain and simple. So let me know what you think. You can hit me up. My Twitter feed is at Jacob C Hatch. Show can be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Let me know your thoughts. Give me your memories about Dave Rose. What you'll miss about him etc. I'd love to hear from you. I'll make sure to work them into the podcast tomorrow and Thursday whenever we, you send them in. You also can email your thoughts to lockedonbyu at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you there and get some of your thoughts as well. All right, we will step aside here. We'll come back on the other side, talk a little bit about Dave Rose, let you hear from Dave Rose. And of course, in the final segment, we'll talk a little bit about the future of the BYU basketball program candidates, what the chances are BYU can land certain people based on what I've heard, et cetera, from sources, hashtag sources. We'll talk about all that coming up. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast. A reminder for you guys, check check the podcast out on the new Himalaya podcast app fantastic app. They're adding new features all the time. They have personally curated playlists to help you out. If you're looking for certain things, it helps you find all the information you need to know. You can subscribe there and always be up to date with the latest in BYU news, so check it out. Himalaya Podcast, the Himalaya Podcast app. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we're proud to be working with them as well. More in a moment. This is Locked On Cougars. Welcome back time to hear from Dave Rose himself about why he is stepping aside from BYU and like I said I don't think he's leaving with the gas tank completely empty but he's moving on he's made plenty of money in his career he's going to have a healthy retirement and here's hoping that he has good times with his family you'll hear from Coach Rose's wife Cheryl as well he brought her up on to the stand to talk about his time as a head coach you'll hear those comments so this is going to be the portion of the press conference where Dave talks about his tenure at BYU, why he's retiring, et cetera. I also get the comments from Coach Rose's wife, Cheryl. Uh, I didn't, I'm didn't. i not going to keep the Q&A session in there. It was a very long press conference, all things considered, but I wanted to let you guys be able to hear from Dave Rose himself in his own words as to why he is re- announcing his retirement today. So here you go. Dave Rose uh, speaking to the media at the Marriott Center earlier on this afternoon.
2: All right. I'll promise you this. I'm the happiest guy in here. But this will be tough, all right, 36 years, 36 years I've been doing this, 22 at BYU, 14 as the head coach, and today's the day that I'm going to retire. I've had a chance to uh, talk with the players and encourage them to move forward and tackle the challenge that's at hand. But most of all, I've had a chance to uh, reflect with my family how lucky I've been. I'm 61 years old and I still haven't worked a day in my life. I've, get, I've got to play. Play with so many great players and coach so many great players, so many teams, great teams. That's probably what I'll miss the most. I'll miss the most of when we get to the end of June and it's time to start the summer semester and the team moves on and I'll be on another team. I'll be on the team with my wife and with Cheryl and with our grandkids and I'm gonna make that just as good as we made this. I've always felt like these are all numbers, just numbers on a page. And people tell me that they're, at times, pretty impressive numbers, but what, what, what I'll always remember are the, the players, the relationships that I've had with the guys, the coaches. That's one of the things that I'll really miss. These coaches are my best friends, and they have been. I talked to every one of the coaches that have worked for me this morning uh, over the years. Can't thank those guys enough. All right, I've uh, I've got a couple things that I want to say. One is how did how did this happen, and how did we come to this? I've I've had ten years of what some doctors have said. You're playing on house money, and the house money has been really good to me. And I kind of have three coaching pillars for me. One is my mind, a coaching mind, my body, my physical body, a coaching body, and then what I consider to be a coaching soul, which is my heart. My mind, I fought for years. You get tired, you get frustrated, you get mad, you can't figure things out, and I've always been able to talk my mind back into its time to accept the next challenge. Let's get the next team and let's go. My body would be tired at times, but I could always get myself up and get going. And make make my body do it. But it's my, it's my coaching soul that has put me here today because I, I always tell everybody, you can't trick how you feel. You, 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 you can pretend or you can ignore it, but you know inside how you feel. And my coaching soul said it was time, time to be done. I want to thank the administration, the, not only the athletic administration, Tom and Brian, but, but President Worthen, President Samuelson, and President Richardson, those who have supported me from the university level. Um, it's, it's, it's a pretty unique opportunity for me to coach for 14 years as the head coach and have the same two guys, Tom as the athletic director and Brian as my sport administrator. And to be able to do that is a, a real—I consider it to be a real blessing and a, a real part of the success that we were able to have here. I want to thank the staff members. There's so many people who have made this work. From athletic trainer, I think Rob Ramos is a, my athletic trainer, and he's a, the one guy that has been, besides the administration, that has been with me through every team. And, uh, you know, obviously, Tim Lacombe will be here for 12 years, and Terry was here for since my first year. Dave Rice, I talked to Dave this morning, John Wardenberg, talked to John, talked to Walter. I mean, I, I, Cody Figure, Mark Pope, I talked to all these guys this morning, and uh, this is what I told them. I said, I got to meet with the team this morning, and then I got to meet with the media with the press conference, and I have the banquet tonight. And I don't really know what I'm going to do tomorrow, but I'll promise you it's better than what I'm doing today. (laughs) And uh, that's from my heart. I love BYU. And I love all these players. But most of all, I have my family. I want my family to stand up. Let's give my family a round of applause. Cheryl, come on up here. These people have been through a lot. First week I got here, 22 years ago, we had had a, kind of a tough season before that. Coach Cleveland hired me. My son Garrett, I get a call from the principal at Canyon View High School. He's been a student there for three days. I race out of the office down to the principal's office. Garrett's been in a fight. Some kids said. <laughs> BYU's team was no good. <laughs> the funniest thing about the whole thing, I told them they're right. I said, gee, you can't fight. <laughs> you can't fight yet, OK? You can't fight yet. It's not, as soon as we're good and they say they're not any good, then you can fight. I'ma Sheryl, you say a few things, OK?
3: Uh, I don't know how I feel. I I go from feeling excited um, for what's next for us um, to sad that there are so many things that we will miss. Um, But I think for me the biggest emotion that I feel is gratitude. We are so, so grateful for the opportunities that we've had to be here at BYU, to experience this place, to experience the amazing people here, and the, the people that he's been able to work with, um, and the players, they are such good kids, and we are forever grateful for them. I think the other thing for me that... Um, I remember when we had his first press conference, And um, nobody asked me to speak. Um, But there was one gentleman that wanted, from the media, that wanted to ask me a question. And the question that he asked me was if I was excited for the opportunities that we would have to serve. And I remember thinking that was such a weird question. Like I just, I don't know, I thought we want to talk about basketball. And I think for Dave and I, that has been a truly amazing experience to be in a position where we can um, we can serve and we can um, help um, raise money, and obviously cancer is um, something that has affected our family deeply, and we have been um, blessed to be in a position where we can, could help raise money and further that effort. So grateful to... So many people who have helped make that part of this um, a success for us, and most of you are here today. And we're so so grateful. Hopefully, we can continue to do um, great things in the future. Uh, we're not going to be far away. I want to. I'm, I'm the biggest BYU fan there is. I hope you, guys, Tom, you'll let us come watch some football games and baseball games and volleyball games, and yes, basketball games. But. We love you, and I love this man, and I can't tell you how proud I am of him. I know that he will leave this job with no regrets because he has given it everything he has. He's left it all out there, and that's all he's ever asked his players to do, and that's what he did, and I'm very proud of him.
2: Thanks. Thanks to all of you coming. Everyone everyone here, I appreciate, maybe except the media, all you other guys. (laughs) I appreciate everything that you've done. The media, I I believe you've been extremely fair over the 14 years and appreciate the coverage.
0: Uh, Look forward to watching the next guy deal with it. There you go. Dave Rose, you're hurting his own words. He says in his coaching soul, he has those three pillars, he said, his mind, his physical body, and his coaching soul. And he says his coaching soul is what brought him to this today. I'm not convinced. I won't remain convinced, but I wish him happy trails, the best of luck. You heard him talk about the media. Dave loved to rib us in the media, but it was always in good fun He was a great guy to work with, a better man, a great coach, an all-timer. He's going to be a BYU Hall of Famer. I think he he deserves to be a college basketball Hall of Famer. I know that's usually reserved for guys who have made it to Final Fours and the like, but I really feel like Dave Rose had a Final Four staring him in the face in 2011. The Brandon Davies situation really took that away, and it's unfortunate, but you kind of roll with the punches, and my hat – my I tip my cap to Dave Rose. It was an honor to cover him and I can't thank him enough and I wanted to make sure you guys were able to hear from him in his own words about why he is stepping aside. All right, we'll come back on the other side and talk a little bit about the future of BYU basketball. What I know, what I've heard, candidates, etc. That's all coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. Locked On Cougars. We are your daily source for all things BYU sports. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. A reminder for you guys, when you do get in your vehicle, use your smartphone's features, your smart device's features, and tell it to play podcast Locked On Cougars. That way you'll always be up to date with the latest in BYU news with this daily podcast. Of course, this is a special edition of the podcast, recapping what happened with Dave Rose announcing his retirement today at the Marriott Center in a press conference. And all things considered, it was a good press conference, they gave an opportunity to speak, the media was able to ask questions, and now BYU moves on. Now the question is, okay, who does BYU go after? And I'll let you know the names I have heard, and these are names that have been reported by multiple people, Patrick Kinahan, Jay Drew, Ben Criddle, Darnell Dixon, Jared Loy, uh, Jeff Goodman in the national sense, Doug Gottlieb, etc. And the foremost name in those search, in the search, it looks like going forward, is going to be Mark Pope. Of course, a former BYU assistant, won a national title as a player for Rick Pitino at Kentucky, is now currently the head coach at UVU, and I think that all sights are now set on three miles away from the BYU football, uh, BYU. University campus, looking at Utah Valley University and what Mark Mark Pope is going to do. I know uh, I've had people tell me that it's a done deal. That Pope, it's just a matter of time. He's going to be he's going to be signing a deal to be BYU's head coach. There's been reports as such from media members, but I I have to say. It seems like it'd be very quick for BYU to have um, gotten through the, all of the hoops they need to jump through when it comes to hiring a head coach at BYU to have Pope in place in the, in the next couple of days. If they've been working behind the scenes, he's been doing this while also coaching UVU, they finished their run in the CBI last night and a loss to USF in Tampa, Florida, then great. But don't count me among those that's reporting that it's a done deal yet. I don't think it's a done deal. I do think that Mark Pope is the lead candidate for the BYU head coaching job, and we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, BYU will be hard pressed to find somebody of the caliber of Mark Pope in my mind, in terms of the, what the vacancy has, and the, of course the restriction being that member that has to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, who has a temple recommend, reportedly to be the head coach of BYU. I don't know that you can do better than Mark Pope in just in the reality of where BYU stands now the question is is Mark Pope see BYU as a destination for him Does he have bigger aspirations does he have better offers on the table uh, programs like UNLV was a rich basketball tradition uh, have made some interesting moves over the last couple of years dumping coaches relatively quickly I think they have interest in Pope I also there's also been reports that he has interest from Cal who just fired King Jones so I think there'd be no shortage, of, no shortage of suitors for Mark Pope's services. Can BYU jump in front of all of them and get him to make the drive back across uh, University Parkway a few miles and rejoin the BYU basketball program? I don't know. Now, if they're not able to get Mark Pope, who else is on the list? Another, other reports out there include Alex Jensen, currently a, a Utah Jazz assistant coach, former University of Utah star Played at Viewmont High School, member of the church. There's also uh, Mark Madsen former Stanford standout, played in the NBA for quite a while, currently on the staff with the Los Angeles Lakers of the NBA. There's a lot of reports that that he'd probably be the second candidate in terms of the priority list behind Mark Pope, and I don't mind that. Also, guys like Barrett Peary. He is a head coach at Portland State, a big sky coach, hasn't necessarily had standout teams there during his time with the Vikings, but being a guy who's from Utah Valley, a guy that played high school ball at Payson High School. I think he played in college at Southern Utah. He's been a coach for quite a while, plays of an up-tempo style that BYU players would be familiar with. He's also on the list. And... There's going to be other people that are listed throughout this. Of course, looking back, Steve Cleveland was a pretty much no name junior college coach from the, from Fresno city college. Nobody really knew what he knew, who he was when he, he took the job. So maybe somebody comes out of the woodwork and takes the job as BYU's head coach. Uh, I I feel like it's got to really be focused on Mark Pope at this point though. I don't think that BYU can afford to miss on this hire because Let's be real. You just let a coach go or the coach decided to step away who had a 72% win percentage in his career. Over 14 years as a head coach, Dave Rose won 72% of his games. I understand he hadn't made it to the NCAA tournament in four years. It looked like recruiting was trending down. The lone peak three never panned out. The more than a couple final four prediction by Greg Bell that he'll forever be synonymous with never came to fruition. But plain and simple, you just let a coach go who had 13 straight 20-plus win seasons. He dipped below 20 wins this past year. Now he steps aside, and you need to replace him. And also, if you're a candidate, you kind of look at that and say, well, if I believe that Dave Rose was forced out, which your host here, Jake Hatch, I don't believe it was ultimately Dave Rose just saying, no, I think I'm done, guys. I want to move on. I think he wanted to stay on, but ultimately came down to they wanted to pay him. He said, I need this amount of money, and I'll, I'll say whatever you need to say, and we'll move on. I think that's what happened with Dave Rose. Call me a cynic. Call me what you will. That's what I'm sticking with. That's what I believe happened here. Talking to people, etc. That's everything I've heard is Dave Rose did not go to the BYU, administ- BYU administration and say, yeah, you know what, guys? I think I'm done. I think it was the other way around. And Dave Rose said, "Okay, here's the number I need. I'll say whatever you need me to say and we move on." Now, BYU can't afford to let this hire uh, flop because can you imagine BYU fans, the group that wanted to see Dave Rose stay on and there's a large contingent of that. I actually think the majority of BYU fans were okay with what Dave Rose did. If you flop with this next hire, it's not going to be good, and it would. It might have some damage that done to the BYU basketball program that you can't fix. If I'm a BYU basketball candidate, a coach that's a candidate for this job, I'm also looking at it and saying, like, they just had a guy move on who just won 19 games, so you mean to tell me if I dip below 20 wins in a season, I'm on the hot seat? It's a conversation that has to be had, and it has to be an answer that has to be given by BYU administration to to some of these candidates, I think. I think these coaches are smart. They know what they're doing. They scout their opponents. They'll know exactly what's going on. They have agents that are sp- there to handle the negotiations, and they're going to be asking questions like this. So you mean to tell me if we go below 20 wins, my, co- my, can- my client or this is the coach speaking, you mean I'm on the hot seat? It's, uh, it's going to come up. I don't think that uh, BYU necessarily um, has a concrete answer for that, but maybe they do. We'll see what happens. Anyways, yeah, so I feel like the, the pecking order in terms of what BYU is looking for, you've got to go for Mark Pope, number one. You've got to chase him hard. You've got to throw money at him. you got to give him whatever he wants. He's done a good job at UVU, all things considered. I know it's been a short run for him at UVU as a head coach, a short run as a head coach in general, but he's done good things. This is also a UVU team that he's bringing back that's got a lot of talent returning. He can be making a run in the whack next year. I know that BYU's uh, prestige, et cetera, is much larger than UVU, but you gotta, you gotta, you're going to have to do a sales job to get Mark Pope to come over. If you don't get Mark Pope, then you got to go to Mark Madsen. I think that he's got to be number two on this list and then you have to chase him hard. After that, you might be up a creek without a paddle if you're BYU. Barrett Peary's a good man. I have no doubt about that. But... Uh, is, is he the sexy hire? Is he the name hire that's going to really capture BYU's hearts and minds and imaginations? I don't, I don't know about that. Alex Jensen, I think it's a pipe dream. Everything I've heard from people close to the Utah Jazz, et cetera, is that Alex Jensen sees himself in his future in the NBA, not the college game. He wants to be a BYU, an NBA head coach, and I don't blame him one bit. If you don't want to be in the recruiting thing, and you don't you want to kind of avoid what's going on with college basketball right now, I completely get it. So they've got to chase Mark Pope and hope hope to high heavens that they can land him. We'll see how it all shakes out. But I want to thank you guys for taking the time to download the special edition of the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, more on this, more fallout. I'll talk to some more people tonight, see what information I can glean, see if the candidate list for BYU grows or shrinks or anything like that. But we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for downloading the show. As always, please share it with your family and friends. Let them know that this is your daily source for all things BYU news. And a reminder for you, use the new Himalaya podcast app. If you've been looking for a new podcatcher, check it out. Himalaya is adding new features each and every day. They've got all kinds of technology. It's a great option for you. And also you can use it with your car. You can tell in your car, you tell your personal assistant, play podcast Locked on Cougars. And they can use that Himalaya app to play it for you if you really want it to do that. So check it out, guys. Thanks again for your continued support of the podcast. Like I've said multiple times, it's awesome to bring this to you guys. I love being able to do this, being able to do a special edition podcast on a whim as soon as something like this breaks and I felt like Dave Rose the end of an era for BYU basketball absolutely was worth it and hopefully you guys found it of worth as well all right with that I will sign off for now I'll see you guys tomorrow thanks again for downloading the podcast please subscribe rate and review and thanks again for your continued support of the show until tomorrow thanks again for tuning in this has been Locked on Cougars special edition podcast happy trails Dave Rose